thank you for joining this week's episode of Bet on a Black Woman. I appreciate you joining your girl, Sab Jackson. This week has been a very productive week, and I'm excited to talk to you about everything that has happened this week. So let's get into it. So this week, I have an amazing interview a black woman who is also in the job searching space so but i will share that towards the end of this podcast but i just want you to know that i have an amazing interview with brandy brandy paldo and i'll just go ahead and shout her out right now she was an amazing interview i absolutely enjoyed talking to her she was fun another black woman in the job searching space she was just someone fun to talk to so with that i want to go ahead and talk about the strategy that I talked about in the last episode about when you're targeting certain companies, certain persons, certain people, and you're targeting people in your interest area, you're understanding that relationships matter with your recruiters, all of those things matter. So I'll go ahead and elaborate a little bit. The last episode I spoke to me targeting specific companies and there was one particular company that I had been targeting. I've been targeting a couple of companies. This company that I have been targeting has moved along in the rank. Like I had my first interview with them about a week ago and then I had another interview with them this week. We are moving along in the interviewing process, which is great, right? Because I targeted this company. I was really specific, laser focused in how I targeted this company. Meaning, this is what I did, you guys. This is what I did, ladies and or men or gentlemen. I for a while this company has been on my um, target list they have been in my google alerts for a long long time and I decided to remember last episode I talked about emailing the CEO and or the head person HNIC (laughs) so I did that and it worked right I reached out to the recruiter and they reached out back out to me and said hey do you want to talk to the do you want to talk to the head of marketing in this department in the marketing department I'm like yeah yes I want to talk to the head of the person in the marketing department and then I believe the last episode I told you that it turned out to not be the head person in the marketing department and I ended up interviewing with two other people but then this week I got an email that said hey we'd like to schedule an interview with you to talk to the head of the marketing department along with XYZ person so uh, essentially I just got another interview uh, with the company which I was super stoked about and can I tell you and I'm gonna be really candid and sharing with you my reaction As soon as I seen that email, because, you know, I wake up in the morning, I say my meditation, I say my prayers, and I get up and I start my day. You know, I brush my teeth and all that fun stuff. I have to get out of the shower and all that stuff. And as soon as I saw that email, I saw the email. (laughs) And I closed my laptop and I just nosedived into my bed. This is so cheesy. I I nosedived into my bed out of excitement. I saw the email. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm sharing this with you, but I'm sharing this with you because this is my podcast and this is me being vulnerable and this is me being open and honest and transparent. As soon as I saw that email, I was like, oh my God. And I just like 
like I was doing a um uh what do they call that when people dive into like um when people dive into crowds non pre-covid surfing crowd surfing yeah I crowd surf dived into my bed <laughs> I was just really excited about the uh idea of getting an interview with this company with the uh head of marketing and xyz person so I was really excited about that so when I saw that email I was like okay 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 I want to respond I want to respond and I didn't want to respond and they may be listening to this and it's like okay so what I didn't want to respond right away because I would have so I waited about an hour before I responded back and I responded back and then she responded back to me maybe like two three hours later and said hey thanks for responding so fast and I'm like uh okay because I responded faster than that but I'm I'm excited and I'm talking to you in excitement because you know I feel like everything that I had done up to this point in trying to move forward in the process of getting an interview with this company has worked right so I am just super stoked and super excited right and relationships matter and what I mean by relationships matter is this is the same recruiter that I have known for about a year on Albert virtually on LinkedIn I initially maybe like a month or so ago interviewed for another opportunity that she reached out to me about that unfortunately I did not get and then when I saw another opportunity that opened up I reached out to her about this opportunity I reached out to her and then I applied for the opportunity then the rest is kind of history which is a good thing right so when she mentioned that I that I would you know be getting an interview with the um, head of marketing in this instance in this particular instance that I would be getting an actual interview with the head of marketing I was super stoked you guys I was super excited right because I'm just like I've been working towards this I've been working towards this moment I'm looking forward to it let's go right that's what I'm thinking you know practice 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 they talk to you and they say that to you all the time about interviews you need to practice you need to practice you need to practice you guys I practice like never before because this was a company as I mentioned to you before in previous episodes that this is a company that has been on my radar so I practiced, I had all my notes, I had been researching them, they had been on my Google Alerts, you know, leading up to, so it was going to be on, not Zoom, but it was going to be on my uh, Microsoft Teams, I think that's the name of the app. I had never heard of that app before. You know, I've heard of Google Meets, I've heard of Zoom, I've heard of all these other FaceTime. I've heard of all these platforms, but I've not heard of Microsoft Meet. So that was a new platform. So I was excited about that. So I prepared, prepared, prepared. My first interview went off without a hitch. Uh, This week, it was a hitch. And you always have to prepare for the unexpected. The Microsoft Meet link did not work. I got ready to log in three to three to I want to say five to three minutes, but literally three minutes before the interview was at 11 a.m. So it was like 11, 
1057, 1056, and 57 that I got ready to log into the actual online platform. And it didn't work. So I'm like, okay, let me get ready to log in again. I tried to log in again and it did not work. It just wasn't logging in. I immediately started to freak out. My mind is going all over the place because in my mind, I am thinking, I don't want them to think I don't, I'm not showing up for this interview. I don't want them to think that I am late. I don't want them to think that I am unpunctual because I am the most punctual person that I know. All of these things are running through my mind about this link not working. So I'm trying to get this link working. I went into nervous and panic mode. I'm like, how can I get in touch with someone to let them know that I'm still here and I'm trying to log in and I'm not flaking in this interview? So I emailed the recruiter. I emailed the person that sent me that email. I emailed Stacia. I emailed one of the women who I reached out to on LinkedIn and I talked to you guys about that in previous episodes. I re- I emailed her to let all of them know. I want everybody to know. I just wanted to touch all to, to cover my bases to let them know I'm trying to log into this interview right now and unfortunately this link that I'm tr- using isn't working. It's not my internet. It's y'all. <laughs> so I am like freaking out, you guys. So what I did was I'm like, I just took a moment. I, I, I literally had to take a moment and breathe. I took a, had to take a moment to breathe and say, okay, Sabrina, how are we going to address this? And I said, okay, let me go ahead. And I downloaded the mobile app. I went ahead and downloaded the mobile app real quick. And when I did that, I logged in and I did the interview and they were there and they were waiting and I did it via my phone, which I was, um, I felt off kilter. Like I did it through my phone, which was fine. I still had all my lighting set up. I still had my notes and my paperwork in front of me. I have notes in front of me whenever I'm preparing for an interview over the phone. So I had all of that ready. So I was ready to go. And how I felt during that interview was just really nervous. But, you know, with any interview, you're always nervous. With any interview, you should be nervous if you go into it overzealous and overconfident. I think that isn't a good thing. So I, on a scale of one to 10, you guys, with how that interview went, I would give myself an eight, seven and a half and eight. Yeah, I was confident and comfortable in my interview. It took me a moment to get to a space where I was comfortable. And I got to a space where I was comfortable. And what I appreciated and loved about, well, towards the end of the interview, I gave them a curveball question. One of the curveball questions that I gave at the end of the interview was, and this is something that was surprising to them. This is an interview question that I, this is my first time asking this. And it allowed me to get to know them personally. And it allowed me to get to know, yes, it allowed me to get to know them personally. But it spoke to so much more than just me getting to know them personally. It let the curtain down. 
and let them be more comfortable with talking to me. And it allowed it to be a more fun, uncontrived, un- this needs to be the interview type scenario. The question that I asked at the end of the interview was, what was the last gift that you gave someone? And in that moment, you see the look on their face. You see their expressions. You see that the expression of their face drops, meaning it's it makes their face more comfortable. It allows them to feel more it elicits a feeling of exuberance and excitement because they are getting ready to talk about themselves and this part of themselves and their family and that they love. Like This elicits so much emotion from a person that you can't help but see that excitement on their face. So to ask that question in an interview, it's a two-way street. It gives me a lot of information, but it it also um, allows them to be like, wow, this is a really good question. Um, I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about my family. I want to talk about, you know, it was just a really good question to ask. And I forgot where I got that question from, but it was a good question to ask. And it elicited, it elicited a really good response from my interviewers. So, um, Shout out to Sabrina for doing the research and getting that question from my interviewers. But right now, I am in the waiting stage, you guys. I don't like this stage. The waiting stage, that's where I'm at right now. I've, I've, I've gone on two rounds of interviews, and I'm in the space of just waiting. I'm in the waiting space. And it's natural that your mind will wonder, and it the, your mind will wonder through the process of just whatever your mind will wonder and you want to be able to connect with friends you want to be able to connect with family and you want to be able to connect with them and ask them to get your mind off you waiting to ask them you know what's going on with them so that's one of the things that i would suggest for you and myself is if you are like me and you're waiting and waiting to hear back and so that you aren't going crazy is to connect with family and friends and ask how things are going with them. And not only will this distract you, but it will give them a nice reprieve if all they ever hear about from you is your job search. So that's what I'll, I, I would, say is you know you're waiting but reach out to your network connect with your network to network and and so that you aren't just sitting here and waiting to hear back from this job and while there is a chance that you won't get it and if life has been one big obsession about whether or not you're going to get this job it's all about how you it's all about how you are going to to move on in whether or not you get this job. So if you don't get this new opportunity, you're going to feel the sting of not getting this role even more. And I've been there and it sucks. So I, I guess I just want to prepare people and prepare myself. And I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for the idea of not getting this job and but my mind is telling me, I'm going to get this. I have to get this. I worked so hard to get this. But I am mentally trying to prepare myself for if I do not get this. 
But I am also optimistic that I am going to get this. You guys, it's it's such a catch-22. But I will say I will never stop searching. I have never stopped searching. I am not going to stop searching. And that's the example of another company that I have been talking to for about a month now. And I have been talking to her and I've learned that she is actually from my hometown and she is a professional black woman. And I have been interviewing or talking with this company for about a month now. And I learned about this opportunity through my network. And that's another thing that I want to talk to you about. Your network is one of your most valuable assets. I learned about another opportunity through my network. I let them know that I was job searching and one of my contacts in my network said, hey, there's an opportunity that I want to talk to you about. And they're looking for someone for XYZ position and XYZ opportunity. Um, I talked to my supervisor about you and, you know, um, I'm going to give her your contact information. And she asked me to, we exchanged contact information and we reached out to one another and we had been talking. I talked to her again and I learned that her supervisor thought it would, I, someone with my background experience would be more befitting for another opportunity in their marketing department which I would concur with. I'm a marketing professional. I'm a strategic marketing professional. I love marketing. I love PR. I love communications. I love digital, social media. And her supervisor looked at my resume and thought that I would be better in this particular position. And I would have to concur with her. So yeah, so it was pretty cool. XYZ person will be calling you. Please be on the lookout for them in this area code. Don't block them. Um, so when you see that area code, just, just know that this is a person from this company calling. Also, if you don't hear from them in this amount of time, reach out to me, let me know. So I am so grateful for my network. I'm so grateful for the rapport that I was able to build. Um, I'm excited, you guys. I'm excited to have these, couple, these few opportunities that I'm kind of juggling with and trying to figure out. Um, it's this, it's this instance of just not holding on to just one opportunity. Um, I'm still waiting for the right opportunity. I'm still looking for an offer, but I'm still juggling two opportunities. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm nervous as one should be. Um, and I am just moving forward. You guys, this job searching space is not for the faint of heart. And uh, I just wanted this episode, I specifically wanted to just check in to let you guys know how Sabrina is doing, how Sab is doing in her job searching space. And I also want to know how you are doing in your job searching space. I want to know you listened to last episode. Yeah, I want to I I'm I'm assuming that you listened to last week's episode and you have thought about those points that I gave you to move forward in your job searching space and how you implemented and executed your job searching strategy. I laid out everything. I I laid out everything that was like one, two, three. And I'm hoping the things that I I laid out for you were helpful for you. And researching and listening to and talking to other women, 
those things have helped me. And while all of our situations are different, I reinforce those things and talk to you about those things in hopes that those things that I'm talking to you about help you in your job searching space. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. That's the whole purpose of me doing this because I want to be able to help other black women who are in the job searching space land their dream jobs and land the roles that they desire on their own terms, right? That's that's ultimately what I want to do. So with that, I'm excited to talk to you about this interview that I have with for the Bet on Her segment. She is a black woman from the D and I absolutely enjoyed my conversation with her. She was fun, she was vibrant, and she is a black woman who, in my opinion, is going to land very soon. She is just a very smart woman and she was just a joy to talk to. I hope that you guys are able to resonate with Brandy as I have with her in this episode. So go ahead and listen to the conversation that I had with Brandy and I hope that everything that she talked about, you are able to glean some insight and some tips from her. So go ahead and tune in. On today's episode, I have a woman being featured and her name is Brandy Paldo, pronounced P- phonetically P-A-U-L-D-O-E, but it's Paldo spelled P-A-L-D-O. Welcome, Brandy, and thank you for coming to chat with me on the Bet on a Black Woman podcast. I appreciate you joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like, oh, what do I have to say? But I think I'm a job seeker professional, so I think I have a couple of things that... Yeah, I agree with you. I think you have a lot of things to say, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll explain why. Because I found you on Twitter, mm-hmm. and what intrigued, and I wasn't looking for a guest. I, I passively looked for guests. I've been doing this solo dolo for a while, but I found your thread, and what intrigued me, and we'll get into who you are and what your background is, but I just want people to know. What intrigued me about you was the thread that you were talking about and talked about. And can I, you said like all of these emotions, well, someone's name, Dee, talked about all of these emotions like a roller coaster every day. I mean, I don't even know how I'm feeling most days anymore, but I use the F word a lot. And then you chimed in and said, I don't even work anymore. I can't sleep, right? Girl, it's awful, but we make it. You said, but we make it F work and all of that but not for real I got what you were saying but what spoke to me about that Brandy it felt like I felt that because I'm like she's going through I don't know I might be wrong but it felt like you were talking about the anxiety that you were feeling about the job search and you not sleeping and I'm just like I haven't been able to sleep I've been feeling anxiety and I talked about that on one of my episodes you're absolutely right even like when you think you're not stressed out about working or not working you kind of, you'll notice after a while. So I've been off for a little bit. I'm off purposely because I'm like, one, you're not about to pay me to walk into an office just yet. So I'm, I'll look for remote. And then on the flip side, you have the job that like, so you have the the field that you absolutely want to be in, right? So you need to be concentrating on that. But then you realize, well, I need a job to pay the bills, so then we have the whole Corona thing. So it's kind of like, it's, it's layers to it almost. So it's, you know, you get, it's a stressful situation either way. So even if we were like on regular life, finding a job in your neighborhood, right pay rate, is it what you want to be doing? Then you get there and then you may have the 
So it's just, or should I even be doing this? Should I just throw all my eggs into the, you know, the the art side? If you're one of those people who don't necessarily want to be like the typical nine to five. So you have, you're torn. So it's a lot. It's a lot. That post resonated with me because I was feeling all the feels like there are date. Well, this isn't about me. This is about you. But I, I was feeling all the feel. I felt like it resonated with me when you said that. But this segment uh-huh. that I have on. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say when I tweeted that it was coming off of a like you're up all night on YouTube for no good reason. You turned your TV off. You said you were going to go to bed, but then it's 2.30 and you're up on YouTube to 6.00. And it's because you're like, okay, well, I'm looking for this job. So you're kind of stressed. So your schedule is mm-hmm. all thrown off as well. So mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely get it. Um, but this this segment on the podcast, I want to feature. I started this podcast at, for a couple reasons. I started it for it to be an outlet, but I also wanted, it's highlighting a Black woman in her career transition. I'm the Black woman, I'm in career transition. And I just want to take people on the journey of what it's like being a Black woman in the job searching space with the goal of helping her, women like you, land a role through this medium because you never know who's listening. And I want to amplify Black women's dopeness and Black women's voices through this medium. And I also want it to be a support system for Black women that are in job transition because it's it's harder for us in mm-hmm. the job searching space. It is. And we can say that it's not, but it is. Um, there is this hashtag that I have been following on LinkedIn for quite some time called Dear Black Women. I felt it in my soul when I saw it. But let's get to talking about you. I want to talk about Brandy and who Brandy is in her career journey and what kind of opportunities you are looking for. So can you tell the people who are listening to this podcast who Brandy is, what's your background, what kind of opportunities are you looking for? Because I want to speak this into existence. Okay, so this is really where I'm at. Speaking it to existence, um, right now, Brandy, she's in transition. So my transition is from the job that pays your rent going into like what you went to school for. Kind of what um, Sally Mae is hanging over your head or uh, <laughs> you, know, yes. you know what I mean? Like, uh, yes. Yes. I, you know, so like, okay, yeah. so I'm going to go into that field. So go to school for, say, we're just going to, you know, mm-hmm. say a teacher. Mm-hmm. You will go from college and jump right and in possibly into a parapro or into a classroom. Well, going into broadcasting. So what did you go to school for, Brandy? What so, did you go to school for? So initially when I went to school, I went to a a straight up university, Wilberforce and HBCU, and Mm -hmm. uh, I went for Mm -hmm. communications, mass media, and I finished school. I went to Specs Howard School of Media Art. So I went there, finished there, but it was worth it. It was fun. So you should be able to tell through your classroom. You know what I mean? Like very few black women in the class, very few women in the class, and then you're going to have black women that you already know, but it's really hard to get foot in the media door as far as corporate rise, so, wise. So say if you want to work at CBS and you want to work at the news station, you think that's easy. So you would go and you want to do entry. And I, I had hookups and you would go in for the interview. You think it's great. You're like, I can sell. It's entry level. I went to a whole broadcasting school, nothing. And then, I mean, yeah, radio stations. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a difficult realm to kind of dive into. So then you, you know, by then you're working 
a full-time job and then <laughs> you're doing something. But that shouldn't crazy. stop your dream. So currently, what are you doing? Well, now what were, so were you doing jobs? So your background sounds like you were in media and broadcasting. That sounds like something that you're interested in. Is that you're what you're in interested in? School for? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's where yep. I'm at. Yep. Well, thank you for that. So Randy, what was your last, can we talk about your last interview? What was that like? So my last interview, interview was in 2018. Um, it was a parent company called They did um, picked up contracts for other collection companies. So they're super big throughout Michigan. And so that's where I had the interview for customer service. And um, it was, a, I would say, a pretty cut and dry, simple interview. One of the easier ones, the ones that people kind of like to get. You go in there, they ask you questions. They say, this is where it starts. This is how much. By the time you're at home, you're receiving a call call back saying, can you start? So it was the ones that we actually hope to get, the one and done. And Okay. All right. So you are in Detroit, right? I was remiss on mentioning that. All right. So you said your last one was in 2018. Do you, what's your strategy now? Do you have, have you implemented a strategy for yourself, whether it be small, meaning? Okay. So my strategy is a COVID interview strategy. So, um, I'm still open to actually going in for a physical interview because it's usually Mm -hmm. just with your mask, with my mask, um, make sure my lip gloss is not colored. Um, but (laughs) generally it's for that for the interview process nothing has really changed because um like the podcast i mean we are black women so you kind of have your rules already set and we kind of like your live you know your live by die by kind of rules for your interview nothing has really changed too much at all just what do you mean live by die by give me an example you know um, showing up on time. I'm literally mm-hmm. at the interview, <laughs> literally at the interview. 15 minutes is solid. Even if you kind of got to circle around because someone's going to kind of see you like, oh, she, she's here early. So I'm usually about 15 minutes. I don't want to look obsessive. Anything over 15, mm-hmm. you're going to kind of look weird. Just your, okay. your typical clothing, white blouse, if you can, dark, even a black, just a whole black dress. I've I've gotten interviews with blue dress before, a solid one kind of. You can have okay. it short sleeve. As long as you're looking uh, like you can go to work or go to court, people like to say, because people don't dress up for court. Or three, <laughs> court, court. court so. No, I get it. Nothing too loud. Something Nothing very. Loud. Yeah. The, I don't yeah. even wear and perfume that day either. Good. Okay. Yeah, because that can be overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. Good. Are you targeting specific companies, Brandy? Do you have a list of specific companies that you want to like kind of research and reach out to, or are you just throwing? So I'm a blind strategy. So with my typical hard, like some of my strategies, and when I'm targeting someone. So if it's Mm -hmm. a a place that has, say, a customer service position, like I like Victoria's Secret, right? So they have a position opening, um, some in Ohio, things like that. I would target them. So how do you stay motivated in throughout your transition journey? What are you doing to stay motivated yourself? So you created a podcast. I did not create a podcast. However, I'm kind of upbeat, positive, just generally, right? But if you have friends that are or have been 
looking for, you know, in the job industry. They can kind of empathize with you, sympathize, laugh at the request. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are some crazy requests we get. So you may want to bounce this off of somebody. Having kind of Mm -hmm. like that that outlet where you can just... support system. Yeah, you really do. Even D, who you found me on the thread, we just met on a, a previous Twitter thread within a month or so ago. And okay. we're, we're like Twitter friends. He's kind of not necessarily 100% in the job um, field. I mean, not, you know, job looking, seeking. And I am, right? So... And I was just trying to get in and she's like, should I? Because she's looking for another opportunity and you kind of feel guilty for wanting to kind of look for another job when you have one. And I think that's where she is. Never feel guilty about progressing in your career. I mean, because uh, there's this adage that I used to always say. I am, (laughs) I'm loyal to myself and I'm loyal to my career. A company and a corporation isn't loyal to me. I know this. And I always keep that in mind. So when you said your friend was guilty about looking for another job, I'm like, for what, sis? And I was in there like, do it, do it. Yeah, and that's not how I was. (laughs) Because they'll replace you. Yes, you are expendable to them. You are absolutely right. So... Yeah, some some things I do to stay motivated, Brandy, is I, I wake up every morning. Obviously, I'm a, I am a woman of prayer. I do. I pray every morning and I meditate. I meditate daily. That helps me now, center myself. Say, I was going to say, if you can get a praise and worship in before you get to Indeed and social media, oh, you're going to like increase your positivity and like tenfold. Mm-hmm. Definitely do okay. that. I'm piggybacking. Absolutely. All right. And then my final question, I think you kind of, you know what, you kind of answered this question because I was going to ask you, can you share a tip that has helped you on your journey? But you pretty much mentioned that, which is having a support system or people that you can talk to throughout this journey, because that for me, and I think also for you, and you've also found that in D, is that that person that you can just talk to throughout this journey, because you shouldn't do this in silos, you shouldn't do this alone. And you all, I think, not I think, I know that you need people to be in your corner throughout this process, because it's can get very depressing, dejecting. You feel a certain way when you are rejected because obviously you're, we're, we're going to experience rejections and those are just dejecting. You feel deflated. So you need that support system or sister circle with, of women or men that you can just wrap with throughout this process. So thank yep. you for sharing that. Thank you. And I want to um, add something really quick. Go ahead. Okay to be so excited that you nailed the interview, the onboarding, you've background checked drug tests and everything is pointing toward go. And then you get the thanks, but no thanks email. It is okay to like take 24 hours Netflix with snacks and kind of just get yourself back, you know, geeked up again, because it will take, you know, it takes some um, air out of you when you're expecting Mm -hmm. That, that, you know, that job okay. to go through. So, so having a pity party for yourself, a 24-hour or how many ever hour pity party for yourself. Do it. <laughs> okay. Cook your favorite meal. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You can have a 24-hour pity party. You are absolutely right. I agree with that. All right, Brandy. Uh, so who, who, how can people, if they want to contact you, how can people reach out to you? Do you have 
a LinkedIn? Do you have an email? How can people or a website, anything like if someone is listening to this podcast right now and they want to say, hey, I like Brandy's attitude. I like her personality. I like her background. I'd like to learn a little bit more about her. How can they reach out to you? Find me on my LinkedIn, search it out, Brandy Paldo. So it's Paul, Adam, Union, Lincoln, David, Oscar. Um, I have a Twitter, Detroit Diva 517. That's the same as my Instagram. And um, my regular old email, ravenpaldo at gmail.com. And that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm, I'm here on the interwebs. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want to call you Raven, but I'm not going to call you Raven, Brandy. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I'll answer. My mother calls me that, you know, when she's mixing the kids up. So she'll go by the middle name. So I would have answered. (laughs) Got it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate your time and uh, good luck. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was amazing. And it was actually my first time doing this. So uh, I was really excited. So thank you for tuning in to the Bet on a Black Woman podcast. I hope that this interview that you just listened to with myself and Brandy was insightful. And I hope that you got some tips from Brandy. Uh, again, like I said, Brandy was, like I said earlier in the episode, Brandy was just someone fun to talk to. And uh, if you are someone who is currently listening to this podcast and you feel like someone like Brandy could be a valuable asset to your company, please, by all means, reach out to her. I will have her contact information in the show notes as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. You have our link you have her email and if you found this episode to be of value I am asking that you please share this with your community share this on your social media platforms LinkedIn Facebook Twitter Snapchat uh, TikTok all of those platforms um also text too like all I'm, I'm I'm just asking that if you found value in what we talked about today, please share this with your network. I would really appreciate it. For me, it's not about numbers and it's not about downloads. It's about connecting with the people that can actually benefit from this content that I am distributing. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bet on a Black Woman podcast. And I will catch you next time. Bye.